Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, welcome to Warriors 24-7. I am Cyrus Sots. As Rick Barry was originally supposed to join us. He might jump in. His flight got delayed. He's doing some sort of podcast, radio hit with Ralph Sampson. The good news for that is Ralph's going to come on our show at some point. But it doesn't matter because I got my old KNBR compadre. My, my dude, you and I, if you wake up at 3.30 in the morning with anyone else in your life and you work with that person for three years, there's a permanent bond there. There is a blood kinship that you just cannot match with anyone else because of the misery you two have experienced together for those three years and the drama and the craziness. Chris Townsend is joining me. Chris, great to have you on the show, brother. How are you, man? Been a while. 345 in the morning, just flying up 101. (laughs) All right. It's time to take a quick break to talk about our longtime official sponsor, Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Not to mention the baseball playoffs are here. Basketball season's weeks away. And newsflash, folks, you can bet on preseason games. And with the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football baseball and of course what we cover the most here basketball head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit don't forget to use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your bonus from football basketball boxing right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts so 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 the, a huge reason why you're on this podcast is because even though you're you're doing the A's thing and I'm so happy for you and I want you to talk about that obviously because that's to me that's a perfect fit for you being the voice of the Oakland A's um, on their on their uh, their digital streaming platform, which is really they're so ahead of the curve. We'll talk about that in a moment. But you are the Warriors insider for I don't know how many years for uh, their flagship station now, the game, which makes you the permanent expert, in my opinion. But but anyway, how are you doing, man? What's going on with you? What are you doing I'm these doing days? good. And it's great to see you. And uh, well, obviously not thrilled that we didn't make the playoffs for a four straight year. We kind of leaked oil down the stretch. It was uh, it was kind of tough to watch as we thought the A's should be in the postseason and um, and just came up short. And, you know, th- this isn't the NBA where you got eight teams from the West and eight teams from the East or the NHL, you know, when, when and, and, you know, I also worked for the Oakland Raiders for years, you know, making the playoffs for 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 baseball and football is really, really tough. And when you play yes, 162 is. games, you know, you're, you're, you're going to get exposed. And, and you can, and, 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 and there's like the good part of it where you'll see your strengths, but you're, you're going to see everybody's weaknesses too. That's and true, true. To, to get there to the finish line is such a big deal. And, you know, we're coming on before, you know, where we live in the Bay area, I know a lot of warrior fans in the Bay area will understand this, 
We have never seen the Giants and the Dodgers play in the postseason. They're one of the great rivalries in the history of sports, dating back to New York to where we are today in San Francisco and Los Angeles. And game five is going to be in about an hour and a half. I mean, this is the biggest Giants-Dodger game of all time. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. And we're recording this on October 14th at at 4.30. And you're right, game five of Giants-Dodgers coming up. Uh, but what about, so first of all, where, where did Billy Bean go? I'm not following baseball like I used to, and we'll obviously talk Warriors a lot, but you and Billy Bean, you and Brad were tight. Uh, where did he go, and, and, and what is your role now with the A's? Promote away, please. All right, so Billy's still the vice president of baseball operations, so oh. Billy Bean is still with the A's. Oh, great. Okay, there we go there. Yeah, right, that. and okay. what happened was, was, so when I was working at 95-7 the game, I had, like, the craziest schedule you'll I mean it was crazy okay so I was I was the A's guy I was the Raiders guy and I was the Warriors guy and originally it was it was just supposed to be because the the last time I covered the Warriors on KMBR was back when they were awful right and they were they were bad right and I was glad to get away from the Warriors but um, my boss calls me in (laughs) he says hey I need a favor I need you to make the Warriors sound like the Raiders do on Sundays, how you know Bill Romanowski and I are getting everybody fired up and everything. And I yeah, went, all right. So I actually, I, I, you can't make this up. On a full-time basis was doing A's, Raiders, and Warriors at the same time. So there were Warrior playoff games and finals that I would do the pregame show for the Warriors, then walk down the bowels of the Coliseum, walk up to the treehouse, do the A's pregame and then walk back down and do a playoff game, finals game, and the post game show. So I would do a baseball game and an NBA game on two different channels in the same day. And at some yeah, point, legend. and then I started traveling with the Raiders because I did the Raiders pre and post game show for a long, long time. I did every Raiders show. I did Raider Nation Live. I did, uh, I did, I did them all. Is all the old school guys like like uh, Atkinson, Atkinson and Jake? He's still Tom, there, huh? We would have Tom Flores it. on the new Hall oh, of Famer. Yeah, uh, I did Raiders Roundtable. I mean, I was the last. I was the last of the Mohicans before the Raiders left. But <laughs> yeah, once I started traveling with the Raiders, it got to kind of, it got to a point I didn't see my family. Mm. It got to burnout, and the A's were leaving ninety five seven the game. And the A's, and I've always been following the A's. Wherever they station, they go, I go. Um, and I'm very proud to be the A's guy. And the A's went, you're coming with us. And so right. I, uh, I signed with the A's, and I've been with them ever since. And, and my role just continues to grow. And uh, my old boss, Matt Pearl, said, I got an idea. What do you think of this? And the idea was to create a 24-7 streaming station, which at that time was on TuneIn. Right. And we essentially have a 24 hours of content for A's baseball. Well, then it evolved because that opening day, I did a four hour live. First time we ever went live on A's cast and the president and the CEO, the COO, everybody came on and went, oh, we need to do this now. And I went, <laughs> what? We're, we're just starting the season. You want to start a live talk show? And so they're. You know, I got a five day a week talk show. I'm on seven days a week because on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday doing pre and post. I also do hits inside the broadcast. But uh, we are the number one podcast in Major League Baseball. No one even comes close to us. Uh, at one point last year, we got over three million downloads. So hey, you can 
You can listen to my talk show live, but then we have all these podcasts that you can download. So no one even no one even touches us. So this is the future of our industry. As we know, AM radio is dying. Um, oh, dead. Not even yeah. dying. Dead. Yes. And FM radio is not far behind. So but but, you know, I was hoping I'd see Rick because I haven't seen you know, I've, I've had Rick on my shows, but uh, oh, there you go. Speak of the devil. Him? You just literally said that. And here is Rick Barry. Well, he's about to jump in. Rick, are you there? I am here. Hello, Chris. How you yeah. doing? <laughs> Rick, yeah. I, I, I was just telling the story. We'll never forget when they said you were coming back to KMBR. And it was uh, I was doing the morning show with Gary Radnich. And I remember Bob Agnew pulled me in. He goes, you're going to do this show with Rick Barry. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm doing the show with Rick Barry. And uh, it was we had so much fun. And, and what a run you had. And I remember all the times we talked about baseball. I mean, obviously you were a great golfer, but to, to help you get back into the radio business, I'll always be proud of that. <laughs> Rick, where are you right now? Are you at home? I'm back. I finally got home. Yeah, sorry for that. The plane was late, you know, when you had the burst of the airlines. And thank God I wasn't on Southwest, I guess, because they canceled all their flights for a while. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Anyway, so congratulations on uh, your uh, outstanding career that you've had in the broadcasting world because i was with uh, you and cyrus both when you guys were kind of fledglings uh yeah <laughs> well townsend we, had a few years in his under his belt already i was a literal fledgling but no, yeah. townsend had been doing some stuff but you were a rookie yeah for sure you were a rookie but i'll tell you what though chris uh cyrus knew his freaking hockey i can tell you that <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy so so uh I, I, first of all man you're talking about the the 21st century and and how the a's are like totally pioneers and broadcasting all their games you know with streaming platforms. but how can people find it like you said you're not on tune in anymore like how do, how can people find your podcast well, we, we switched over tune in uh, you know it ended up, ended up happening you know to, to pull you behind the curtain yeah. tune in tune in stop paying their bills with major league baseball so uh that contract went down the drain and we're now you can either get us on iHeartRadio or you go to athletics.com slash a's cast basically the a's website so uh, you can get everything there. And I'll tell you, before COVID hit, we were down at the winter meetings in San Diego. Every single team, of course, except the Giants, every single team came to us and said, how's it going? How's everything? How are you monetizing it? Because all these teams understand this is the future. Like if the Warriors ever wanted to do that, they have so much content for God's sakes. I mean, look what you guys are doing. You guys could have a great show on there. But um, yeah, every team in baseball knows. And I can tell you almost every single series that we have with the A's, the opposing team, their PR guy or someone or a play-by-play -play guy comes up and they ask us questions because they all want to start doing this. So uh, I'm proud that we're the first of the, you know, we're, we're the first ones in the pool and uh, it has worked. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's amazing what can be done. And just like for me with my kids, my son Canyon, and he was, went overseas to play that I'm watching his games freaking overseas playing in China, playing in other places, and you get to watch the games. It's crazy. Even with him doing 3x3 and playing in the World Cup at all, and I'm watching the games back here. So it's technology is unbelievable, but everybody's jumping on the bad wagon. Oh, my God. I just got one today. A, a guy wants to have me do show. He's doing shows with basketball players. He's in Poland. <laughs> he's in Poland doing, doing Poland. shows on NBA basketball from Poland. And I did one 
from another guy from Czechoslovakia. I mean, so the world has become very small these days. So anyway, yeah. we'll see what it is. So let me. I've well, been, anyway, I'll, I'll give you a good idea about what the what we're talking about with that. Like, so now baseball is now having these YouTube games. And you can look down below at the counter and you can actually see how many people are watching at that time. Right. And there was a game. Mark Langston told us there was a game when Shohei Otani was pitching that they had six million people around the world watching this game on YouTube. Damn. Isn't that amazing. That's a regular season baseball game, Anaheim versus whoever the hell they're playing. Six right. million people. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, I mean, come on. There's there are more basketball fans in China than there are people in the United States. Wow. Did you there know you that? Go. Yeah. Or basketball. That situation, does China still hate the NBA? Like, did that ever get resolved? By the way, I mean, Daryl Morey dropped that tweet, and it caused almost like a nuclear bomb. Like, I, I what, what did that ever get resolved? I, th- I have I th- no idea. I think I think it's kind of smoothed itself out a little bit okay. here. But that was a, <laughs> right. that was a big time reaction. Cost the NBA, you know, probably billion dollars or more. It was unbelievable. But I'm going to have to jump off because I was supposed to do something before this, but my plane was late. And I'm I'm going to do something. Ralph Sampson's got a, a podcast or something. That he, <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't? Rick, before you go, the, but Rick, before you go, Ralph. before you go, real quick, Townsend brought something up when we were texting prior to the show that you used to be a baseball player yourself. You very yeah. briefly talked about that on our show. You go into that. Like, like, what, how long did you play? Much like, better, much better baseball player in high school. And then Townsend, yeah, t- I, I, yeah, no doubt about that. But, oh, uh, but yeah, I know, I, I know. Townsend, you played baseball when you were younger. I played baseball at San Jose State. Oh, great! So that's good. What position did you play? I was a pitcher. Oh, same with me. Pitch first base. I used to play. I, I center field. Willie Mays, twenty four, right? The big story I had to people who probably heard it a lot. But the thing is, I said, shit, I could. I'm an A type personality. I could play the whole game and never get a ball. <laughs> I mean, realistically that can happen you can be playing center field and never have a ball to hit you a nine inning hey, hey, hey let me tell you one quick story before you leave i'll never forget at that point it was called i, I think it was called pack bell park or sbc park i'll right. never forget we were down by the giants dugout and barry bonds turns around and you know barry bonds doesn't give anybody respect barry bonds gave one guy respect and you had a conversation with him in game that's Rick Barry. Yeah, well, wow. if you remember, he came on my show for full three hours after he hit the home run, broke the record, broke the news of the death threats that he had, which he had never spoken about before. I remember that. I've got that, and I still have the uh, the recording of that show, uh, and that was really good because I was able to give him the other side of the story, even like for his wife when they had a story about when they're down and about the hotel and this is blah blah blah, and let her tell the story because there's always two sides to every story. And you need to hear both sides before you make up your mind as to which one you want to believe and how you want to lean. And that's the unfortunate thing in this country. People hear somebody talking about something, they listen to him, and they don't necessarily hear the other side of the story. And maybe it's a biased opinion that they have. And I just wish that we get away from that and all. So, uh, yeah, I, in fact, I actually I had something I was going to try to do a TV show and everything. I always wanted to do it. And I wanted to do it at BA and it's called uh, Nothing But The Truth. I mean, because there's so much BS going on out there in all walks of life. You just don't know what to believe nowadays. You really, truly don't, which is sad. So, yeah, that is true. So, real and, quick, and, what do you think? What do you, I want to hear from you before I jump on and go over with Ralph. What, what is? What do you think about the Warriors this year? What do you What are you looking at? You know, I, I I was thinking about that coming on because you know I covered the last two championship teams, and and Rick, I think the big difference was, you know, when you look at Steph Curry. And you look at Klay Thompson and you look at Draymond Green, where they were drafted 
if people would have known that they would be this good, they all would have been drafted higher. They all would have got paid more. And the thing about those championship teams, and which allowed them to bring on Kevin Durant, is not everybody was making the big money yet. But at some point, when you start winning all these championships and going to all-star games and everything, they're in that point to where there's only so much money to pay the top guys that the depth in the team isn't what it used to be. So we'll, But I think the one thing for me, and he was always the guy that I said, hey, everybody's going to love Steph. Everybody loves how tough Draymond is. Kevin Durant's an absolute star. But a rock is Klay Thompson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, the way he can play offense, the way he can play defense, the way he D's up the best guard, and the way once he gets hot and he gets going. I mean, they've missed him so much. I mean, he's such a cool customer, a big part. So if he's back and healthy and you still got that core three, they're going to have a shot. Yeah, and it's all going to be about how well the other people play. We talked about it. I was not a big fan when he first came up with Jordan Poole, but he had a revelation somewhere along the road. I think when they sent him down to the G League, all of a sudden he realized that, you know, hey, wait a second, uh, this might not be as easy as I thought it was going to be. And whatever he did and whatever happened in his head, he's a different basketball player now. He's playing at a, a crazy level right now. If he maintains anything even reasonably close to that, I think that's a huge plus for them. And then it's just a matter of what the development's going to be for Wiseman, because my main concern is size. What are you going to do against some, you know, people who have some size? I mean, you know, small ball is great to a certain extent, but you, you, you got to have some people to protect that dang rim for you every once in a while. Absolutely. <laughs> and by the well, way, Rick, I know, I, Rick, Rick oh, Barry okay. taught me one thing. Championships win defense. Always said that. Well, you mean defense win championships, but I follow. Yes. Yeah. What did I say? You said what happened to you there? I was dyslexic. <laughs> dyslexic, so that's okay. Defense wins championships. Uh, you want answers? answers. I, I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. And the, truth, the truth of it is you can't, you're not going to, nobody, that's the redeeming thing for the NBA for me. No team in all of the years I've watched it, been played it, been a fan, broadcast no team has won a championship in the NBA that wasn't a good defensive team. You don't have to be necessarily the best, but if you're not a good defensive team, you are not winning an NBA championship and nobody has done it. And so that's going to be a key element for this Warriors team, how their bench is going to go, but they have to make as a team, a total all out commitment to being a, the best team defense they can possibly be to give themselves a shot at it. So. Totally. Championships win defense. You know, we got to, we got to follow that. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> by the way, you know, we've, we've been playing the same five sound uh, effects on the show for two years. And I just added something new. Every time we mentioned Jordan Poole now. Oh. If this going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potato. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, the soundbite you've chosen. I'll try not to mention his name too often. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Chris, great to see you. Enjoy the rest of your time with Cyrus. Thanks for handling this, but I got to take care of my, my fellow Hall of Famer, of uh, Ralph Simpson, so. Yeah, no, good. Hey, it's great to see you, Rick. Be well. Nice to see you, too. Look forward to seeing you in person sometime. Take care. Bye-bye. And that was the Hall of Famer, Rick Barry, jumping in real quick, making his presence felt. Dude, by the way, Townsend, uh, dude, what's going on with your Twitter account? Because I, I was about to, like, hype you I up, like, they, every I guest. Off. But your account's right there. If you go to at Townsend Radio, your account is there in But public. if you see, they took away my blue check mark. Yes. And they, era- and, they ra- and they erased everybody I'm following. So what happened is, one day... I try, I, you know, one day I try and normally you just click on the app and it goes to your account. Right. It won't allow me to do it. And so I started going through their process and I kept, kept 
that process where you're like, hey, I can't get into my account. I guess I've been hacked. I guess I've been hacked. And little by little, they took my blue check mark away. Then they zapped all the people I'm following. But you've noticed they haven't gotten rid of the account. So then I get an email finally after like, and I, I'm constantly going after, right? Finally, like two months, I get an email saying, we can't verify this is you. You cannot use this account. You can open another account. Now I'm thinking like, how did I get canceled? All I'm tweeting about is baseball and specifically my show in A's baseball. Yes. So what happened? They never they didn't give you an explanation? No. Do you want me to do. look into it? I, I mean, I don't mind look, using my social. I mean, you've, you've had, you have an account with 20,000 followers on there. Oh, I've lost followers, but it says I'm not following anybody. Zero. Yeah, it does. I saw that. I thought that was just a, this, the big league move on your part. Like, hey, look, I'm not following anybody. I thought, I thought people, you intentionally did that. There, there's things that have gone on because we got a stadium issue and all that. People right. think like, like I've become this coward and I don't want to be on Twitter anymore. It's like, no, I've been canceled and there's nothing right. I can do. You can't call Twitter. There's no, no 1-800-TWITTER and go, hey, what's the deal? How they do you got a take- chat, though. They have a chat, and they have other ways you can contact them. Because, dude, you I mean, you've got to be on Twitter, man. I mean, your entire your entire presence is digital. That's, like, the, the easiest way to promote all your content. So I am I was- getting a little dummy account that all I do is follow people that – I only follow people now, and I don't even promote it because I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. Yes. But um, – I only follow people who give me information that I can use for my show. So you're a smart, you're a smart user of Twitter. That's how I, that's how I teach Twitter to my students. Yeah, you could actually use it to consume information. But you're such a huge personality. I mean, for the people listening to this, here's what I've always said about Chris Townsend: If you just were yourself 100, percent and I know for a long time you couldn't because of radio and restrictions and obscenity laws, and and obviously, look, man, if you're just your, yourself 100 percent of the time, you could be John Gruden, for example. I mean, we never went that extreme, but. Um, the point is, man, you are, you're one of the funniest people I've ever known in my life. Still to this day, you make me laugh just, just from fucking saying like two words, uh, and, and your Twitter, I'm just in shock that your Twitter well, account, you can figure like that, that out. I'll take you on vacation. All right, deal. I will figure that out for you, man. Cause you have to, here's my guess. My guess is somebody tried to hack you. And then the email account you registered your Twitter account with was with the game. That's how they verified you, right? Because Twitter verifies people based on the, the suffix. No, it, of the email I, it was account. a Gmail account. I've had that account for years. All right. Well, that, that okay, there goes that theory. Yeah, I'll, I'll help y'all, man. I'll figure that out for you. I mean, they have because I've gone through issues like that too, but dude, you lost the blue check mark. That's messed up. Well, I, mean, and, but I gotta tell you though, <laughs> I, I I really haven't been on Facebook. I but now that I maybe Twitter. The only thing I'm trying is to get information from the certain baseball guys, right? Right. It's kind of refreshing that not being in that world, it's it's I got to tell you, I know some people uh, look at like these old guys and like, how are you not on Twitter? But here's the thing. So I got 15 year old twin girls. They're 15 now. They're 15. About to be 16. Did did you buy a gun yet? I mean, that's all I I bought them a car. That's that's the first thing I do for yourself. So that so that any prospective individuals know you are an armed individual. Right. I mean, I always feel like that's that's my theory behind it. But. So you don't own a gun? No. You're doing okay. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. I got a ton right. of bats and golf clubs though. Um, <laughs> right. So I, 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 I'm like, my kids. This is this is why I'm not that. If you can, once again, I'll take you on vacation. We'll go somewhere, have a great time. If you can get me, you get my Twitter account back, get my check mark back, and everybody follow. But you know what? That's a dying platform too, boy. Uh, no, it's not. Well, why do you say that? 
it's not dying. It might not be a growth might have is not where it was, but it's not like you're losing followers either. What you what, what do you people, people wouldn't ahead. have thought that about Facebook five years ago? But why is Twitter on the on the decline? Is it because kids, of all the right wingers? No, because my kids think that's for old people. It was, so, oh, yeah, they, they think TikTok and Instagram's the two things, right? And Snap, right? Isn't that what no, they're, they're starting to think like Instagram, like this is the, the new generation of kids. Yeah, we'll be older and we'll be on Twitter. They're not. So what are they using? Twitter's never really been like a kid's platform, though. That's why I don't I don't I don't buy into that too much. It's because I, yeah, I, I we're uh, getting older. I'm about to be 50. How old are you? That's, cr- that's crazy, dude. 43. Young kids you, are you, not signing up for Twitter. You look amazing, by the way. Your head of hair is exactly the same. Congratulations <laughs> on that. But that's you know what? Fun. Think about 10 years. Like X amount of years ago, you would have never thought like like think about how big I'll take you back. Maybe I should help your class. <laughs> Who's on MySpace now? MySpace. <laughs> Do you know in 20 years, Facebook will be MySpace? Yeah. So what do you, so what are your kids using now? TikTok, right? I mean, they got to be touching that. Yeah, at least. They love TikTok. And yeah, by the way, TikTok, when they get older, TikTok will be old. There's I always just... going to be something. These guys where I live in Silicon Valley, I live just right down, not far from, from Apple. And right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm telling you the way they keep going, right? You know, Google is a search engine, but they bought YouTube. They always keep acquiring these platforms. That's why these venture capitalists up on Sand Hill Road, right next to Stanford, they invest in these companies. These companies get big, and then the big boys buy them out, and those smaller companies ride off in the sunset with billions of dollars. We have seen this transition. But let me tell you something. I don't know what the next TikTok is, but it'll be here. Yeah, it will. I, I Twitter, I it's it's never been for the kids. I don't know if it'll go away, but I hear what you're saying. It's but not those trendy kids will and, become and adults. So, let me, so let me give an example, Chris. So, so one of the assignments I give my students is to create a Twitter account and then make a news list, right? And use it the way you're using it to actually consume information and be an informed member of society. And every time I give this assignment, most of the kids don't use Twitter. And then by the end of it, about half of them are like, wow, I see what the, what the point is of this. There's actually value here. Whereas with like Instagram, where it's just pictures and fun, whereas, you know, these other platforms, Facebook's totally dying. You're right about that. Um, but you might be right. But Twitter still has some prevalence for now. And you might be right, dude. It might just be gone someday. But- well, t- Twitter, Twitter, as long as there's news organizations and you can get your breaking news. Exactly. But, but what is the age? I would love to know this. <laughs> what is the age of someone that uses TweetDeck where you got all these Twitter feeds right. coming down, right? Cause, right. cause at the old station I worked at, everybody was older than I was, you know, it's a generate or a little bit younger. Right. So I, I don't know that many 30 year olds who sit there and just watch TweetDeck. No, no one, that's a newsroom thing. No, you're right. No one, no one in the real world using TweetDeck, but you're right in newsrooms. That stuff is everywhere. Everyone's got their TweetDeck open consuming information dude so tell me about talk let's, first of all the a's another rough year i'm sorry about that dude let's hope year five will not be another season without the postseason uh but the warriors you cover this team extensively uh you you were in that locker room all the time so you're familiar with these players and you're familiar with this team like in your in your honest opinion what are they going to do this year man i mean do they have a finals run in them let's say everyone's healthy let's say clay comes back christmas day and he's 90% of what he was, similar recovery to, to Kevin Durant. Uh, James Wiseman actually improves, and he plays 60 games this year, and he, and he does what we need to do. Well, how, are the, how are the Warriors doing the postseason? What, what's, what do you think? 
My question is, did the window close? Because they're not, they're 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 <laughs> they're nowhere near what they used to be. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, they know Kevin. And by the way, do you think Duran is regretting leaving with that mess he's dealing with over there? But I I just, <laughs> you got to remember how deep that bench was. Yeah. You no, know, it wasn't just all the greatest backcourt. You know, it wasn't all just Steph and Clay shooting threes. I mean, True. they were about defense. They they were sound defensively. The way they moved the basketball, and remember, when you look back at the Warriors' run, for the most part. They didn't have major injuries. No, they didn't. No, they, they were lucky there. And that was something that we talked about on the post-game show and the pre-game show all the time. And we would bring on in the pre-game show all these different NBA people. And they would always say, Lori, you know, one of the things about the Warriors, they are they are a little bit lucky because they haven't really hit that crazy injury bug. And then what happens? Durant, yeah. Clay Thompson. I mean, the only time, I mean, and Steph was, you know, from the ankles getting past that Steph was pretty healthy. And for the most part, that team was healthy. You know, you're bringing about Andre Godala. This isn't the same Andre Godala from when no. they won championships. Right. So that's the whole thing. It's like, I know there's still in our area. There's still the love for the warriors and Oh my God, winning a championship. But I don't know how many teams one years ago. And then a few years later, Oh, now we're going to win again pretty much with the same core. Now you're going to have to, and that's, you know, one thing the Warriors have always done, they've found diamonds in the rough. They've got to find a few diamonds in the rough to play with the big three. Well, Jordan Poole's hopefully one of them. Which they moody. Uh, I mean, there's and the young guys, but then they also got these veterans like like Otto Porter Jr., who so far is doing amazing. Uh, this Bielecki guy who's uh, who's six ten and he's he's playing his role. Draymond's actually happy with him. Um, I don't think the rookies are going to even play that much. In all honesty, I think I think Kaminga is going to be spending time in the G League mostly. Um, and Chioza Rick loves as a bench guy. I mean, I mean, you know, we got the Juan Toscano Anderson who's emerging. I honestly think if Jordan Poole lives up to the hype and he averages 20 plus points a game this year, they could be in this. I really do. Cause I don't see who else in the West could just shut him down. You know what I'm saying? But I also see what you're saying about the depth. Those teams had depth. I mean, Sean well, Livingston, and, and, and you're David West. Talking, I mean, you're, you're, you're also talking about best, best case scenario. I am. I am. I am. Of course, I'm being optimistic here. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, in an 82 I'm, game season, normally you're going to have guys get hurt. There's going to be some issues. You know, things have changed. And, and you know, all these guys are older. They're dude, a few uh, years older from the championship. I can't believe you're almost 50. You're looking fucking amazing, man. Congratulations on that. I'm not Good real for happy you. about uh, what about, <laughs> Who is, man? I mean, this thing old sucks. Uh, what about, talk about your restaurant, dude. Your, your, your dad, uh, you know, rest in peace, man. And I'm so sorry about all the stuff you've been dealing with with your family. Um, but you and your brother carried on the, 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 the tradition of your family's restaurant in San Diego, uh, promote the restaurant in Walnut Creek. Now, is it still there? Yeah. Yeah. We survived. And that was the big thing for anybody in the, uh, restaurant, any type of service business bars, you name it. Uh, we were able to survive the chicken pie shop at Walnut Creek on Arroyo way. I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, we, uh, our restaurant in San Diego is 84 years old. It's the second oldest restaurant in San Diego. And basically it's uh, the oldest what's older who beats out. I don't know. There, there, there was a Chinese place that was second. <laughs> they went out of business. So we vaulted into second. I don't know who is the oldest. Um, 
But the thing was, we, we wanted to take the, the, the concept of our world famous, as we like to call it, our world famous yeah, of pie, and then bring more of a fancier type restaurant to where our, we have a more expanded menu. We have a full bar and, you know, it was, you know, it was survival, man. It was, first of all, we were, everybody was shut down. Then you're like, you can only do takeout. Mm-hmm. And you're looking around the country going, hey, man, they got people eating restaurants and we can only do takeout. So a lot of small businesses weren't real happy with what was going on here. Right. Did you, and did you go for the loan? Did you get one of those loans, those PPP loans or whatever? Oh, yeah. Called? Oh, yeah. Every, okay. you, know, you had to. And, you know, you think about like what was happening, what was being we kept, kept hearing the science. No one ever showed you any science. I never saw a sheet of science. I never saw anybody in the news hold up a graphic that had the science. All they could tell you was who people are getting it. and People are dying. No yeah. science. And it, then there ended up being the proof. And God, I can't remember his name. The uh, governor of New Jersey. Oh, Christie or the guy before after him? No, 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 no. Christie's been gone for years. Okay. Uh, the current guy. Okay. Yeah, the current guy came out and said, no proof. COVID is being spread in restaurants. Yeah, I saw some graphics about how like air conditioning systems could blow the virus all over the place. But you're right. That's not a scientific thing. So no. And then we we've built like a lot of people we've built. And I you know, there's certain things that for the restaurant industry and I you could say bars, too, that I don't think goes away. One is delivering alcohol. That's not going to go away. That like the toothpaste. The toothpaste is out of the tube. I mean, I mean, you ain't putting the toothpaste back once it comes out of the tube. Like people are used to, hey, I want to, I want a boiler maker, I want a margarita, I want a vodka tonic, and Hell I want yeah. that brought to me, whether it's by Grubhub or you have, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uber Eats. I yeah. mean, I like this. I I want a six pack of beer plus my meal. So I don't think that goes away. And then what we, what everybody got creative with was using your sidewalk. Mm-hmm. as a patio and using the parking spots in front of your restaurant as part of the patio. What's so the all the restaurant, what's the name? The restaurant in Walnut Creek. Yeah. Chicken pie shop at Walnut Creek. And then so, and I, so you got a liquor license. Congratulations on that. That's not easy to, to achieve. And you're making tons of money off that. I hope, cause that's the, where the margins are. Right. Well, yeah, you know, it's much easier to like turn around and pour an IPA for eight dollars than it is to actually have a full meal made. But uh, yeah, now that's the there's things that, you know, a lot of people learn. But unfortunately, you know, I I, probably the area hit the worst. And just and I, I remember driving around going, look at that hair salon. How do they survive? dance studio how do they i mean all these small businesses at least we were allowed to sell something what are you selling as a dance studio because they wouldn't even allow like a dance studio to be outside in the beginning like they had no science they had no they they you know they had it's it's i hope someday we really get the reports and, and somebody's penalized for how they treated us because they're I hear Los Angeles and I haven't been there in a long time, but I, we Me took knows. the kid, we took the kids down to Pismo beach. And I was talking to a general manager down in Pismo, uh, of a restaurant. Great, great seafood place called crack crab. Okay. And he said to me, he goes, have you been to LA? I go, no. He goes, 
you wouldn't believe the thousand upon thousand upon thousands of businesses that are gone. Yeah. And they're not coming back. Yeah, that's that's what I've seen heard too. And San Francisco's, I, I mean, I haven't been downtown in a little while, but you know, when I go there and when I talk to people who have to work there, it's just the homeless have taken over the entire downtown area. It just smells like piss. No, I mean, look, it, the, the, we could talk about the pandemic all day and, and the government's rights and wrongs, but I, yeah, every small business owner's got totally screwed. I hear you, man. That's uh, do you have to pay back that PPP? Like, is that something you have to actually give back? Oh, that's good. Okay, so at least they helped you out. And I hope your landlord was nice. Because those are the people that I feel like should also get some attention as well. If you're a landlord and you're forcing people to still pay you rent during a time like this, like were they screwing you over? Or, or... No, no, no. Everybody, okay. where everybody worked out a deal uh, where basically you're saying, well, not everybody, but if your landlord was smart, you worked out a deal like, hey, listen, I'll, you know, I'll pay you a percentage of what I make, and the landlords who basically said, nope. You're paying me full boat, right? They're sipped. They're they're sitting on an empty box right now. Yes, they are. Yeah, they're they're basically because if you think there's going to be a ton of small businesses cropping <laughs> up anytime soon, I mean, basically this was survival of the fittest. Survival. You had to survive. So, uh, you know, you think there's going to be a lot of banks that want to loan out money right now? Dude, I'm in. I wonder if Uber Eats delivers uh, from Walnut Creek to San Ramon because that's where I'm at right now. Do you think they'll do that? I want me some chicken pot pie, man. I want some Townsend chicken pot pie. That sounds delicious Drive right up. now. That's not that far. Yeah, I might Go do up that. To yeah. <laughs> so are the A's the only team uh, that's doing the online thing still, or are other teams starting to come around and realize? We're the that only ones that have basically a station. So every team's got a podcast where it'd be like like what you're doing now. Right. Two guys. Three guys could be women too, but um, right, you know right. they have a they have one a podcast and then they upload it to the website and that's the podcast. We we're basically a radio station that's yeah, streaming. Yeah. We've got so many different shows. We got live shows. We, we we've got stuff nobody else has. And so why aren't other teams jumping on that boat in terms of the play by play aspect of it? Like, what's the hesitation with other teams? Like, because well, our play, our, is- ga- our games are on it. I know yours are, but why aren't any? Why hasn't no one else jumped on that train? Yeah, the, I feel other, like teams are, the other teams are streaming, but but you know okay. what? Because they're so locked in to terrestrial uh, radio, and they're gonna like ride terrestrial radio into the ground. Let me let me give you a stat that I learned. So for the people who actually listen to the radio, like young people, do not listen to the radio. No, none of them. I have, like I said, I teach college. I, I and and I I always like am up to date on the trends with media because of what they tell me no one listens to radio no one so no one i'll give you i'll give you it so our old colleague john schrader is teaching at the university of nebraska yeah he tried to recruit me there yes and he brought me on and i could see the classroom i could see their heads but they are they're looking so the, i'm seeing them from behind but they're looking at me on a screen right, and i right. said i said i have a test for you how many of you get the newspaper? Raise your hand. Not one person raised their hand. How many of you have cable? One raised their hand. I know that's not, that's almost dead too. I that's said, not- okay, yeah. NBC Sports California and NBC Sports Bay Area, they don't even promote themselves. They go, watch the streaming, watch the streaming. Then I said, I said, hey, how many of <laughs> you listen to the radio? And a couple raised their hand. I said, how many listen to AM? Not one. No, no, no. So no, it's no. like- AM- Baseball traditionally has promoted itself through newspapers, cable. I mean, think about it. Yeah. 
No, radio, on that. It's, it's, newspapers, I, and all three are dying. And it's like these teams are trying to hold on. It's like they're trying to hold on to the very end. And at some point, you got to hope you're – this is where newspapers screwed up. Newspapers never thought, oh, people are not going to want to walk outside their driveway in their robe and get the newspaper in the morning. They're not going <laughs> to read it on a computer. <laughs> no, That's ridiculous. And so they, it, they, they were not smart. They no, didn't they adapt. As, they did as, not. As Brad Pitt playing Billy Bean said in Moneyball, <laughs> an Oscar-nominated film, adapt or die. Oh, he's so right. I, 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 I really, it surprises me the Warriors aren't doing that. I mean, it's our boy Raymond Ritter. You got to, I mean, I'm sure they're thinking about it, right? I mean, why involve like this other station where you can't control the narrative when you can just do everything in-house? I, it's it's well, got to happen. They, as long as you can keep radio stations duped and they're still just trying to, right, well, we'll, we'll write you a big check. We'll write you a big check as long as that's still going on, which I don't think goes on very long. I think for a lot of these teams are, like I said, I think they're going to ride that terrestrial radio thing as long as they can. Yeah. But at some point it's going to dry up and they're going to be great examples. The 49ers, when we were working at KMBR, KGO, was paying the 49ers for their rights like six million a year. Crazy. Crazy. That dried up and it's all mm-hmm. kind of dry. There, there's very few, you know, you just think about certain teams. Yeah, I bet the I bet the Dallas Cowboys and and, and, and I bet the New England Patriots with WEEI. I bet there's still some, you know, the Red Sox and Yankees. And I I'm sure there's some big market teams that can still milk the money out of a radio station. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of other teams ain't happening. And I feel like if you, as long as you do that, your demographics is going to stay old, right? You're not going to, you're not looking ahead because no young people are consuming media that way. I learned Um, this in business. I learned this. If he's holding up his phone listeners. Yeah. I'm holding up my phone. If I can't get you on your phone, I'm not doing good business. No, you're absolutely right, man. That's why the Twitter game, I'm so on it. And it surprises me that that they screwed you over like that. I'm going to help you out, man. And I, don't, I won't take you up on a trip. Just just give me some chicken pot pies. I'll be I'll be happy with that. I'll give um, you so many chicken pot pies. I <laughs> want to eat a chicken pot pie again. Is your brother running that thing in Walnut Creek or is he down in San Diego? No, he's Where, in San Diego. No, I, got, I, I have a business partner who's... Uh, I actually found him while doing a Raider pre and post game show. I went, this is the guy I want to be in business with. <laughs> My guy, Henry's phenomenal. Oh, dude. And, and Townsend, man, you've, you've always had a very strong business acumen, even in those years where you're like in, in between radio gigs, you always had crazy ventures going on. So congrats on, on the restaurant surviving. Um, again, this, this was a very hard time still is, I think for, for small businesses and restaurants, especially just anything where you have to be physically present. I feel like the business model is shattered. Um, and, and like oh, the by the way, we're going to be dealing with these millennials <laughs> and now this Gen Z or whatever. Yeah. They don't like going out like we do. No, they don't. They don't. They're kind of hermits and on their computers and they work all day on a computer. Then they go home and they're on the computer and they want everything brought to them. Oh, then my stepson's 10 and oh, he all he wants is bring me stuff. <laughs> I never want to drop my, my iPad. Oh, his, he's glued to that thing. Every kid is. Um, dude, I, so speaking of your daughters, man, I mean, they're 15. What is it like being a, a, a dad to teenage twins? 
describe that situation. Is that a, a wonderful situation? Are you are you just stressing every day? Like, what's that like? No, I don't stress. I mean, you're watching okay. them grow. You know, you're watching yeah. them. Uh, we just went through a you know a year where they were freshmen in high school and they never left my living room. <laughs> my wife's a first grade teacher. We had to turn our spare bedroom into a classroom. Yeah, my future wife's a kindergarten teacher, so I hear you on that. Yeah. So it's like. You know, I want them to go out. I get out of the house. Go get out. You know, I can't imagine. I, I could never imagine my being at my parents' house twenty four seven, seven days a week. Are you but getting out there? You do huh? go out. I, I haven't gone out much lately. I've I've kind of become a hermit slash homebody myself. Now, are you going out? Are you still? Oh yeah, I've been going out the whole time. <laughs> I play. I've, I I I play during the pandemic because remember we only had sixty games. I play, I was playing golf almost every day. By the way, my game's pretty good now. If you ever want to go out, I can actually hit it straight and far. And I mean, I mess yeah. up a lot too. I'm but. down to my club, Center Bar Hills. I, I I play all the time during the pandemic. wasn't even vaccinated yet. I'm like, all right, we have our own cart. We're all, you know, you know, whatever the science says. We're all, <laughs> you know, we're outside. We're not near each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This that our course was doing record rounds. Not one person got COVID. And are you still rolling with Thompson and Justin and all those guys? The same crew and and same uh, crew. and who's the third? Who's the third guy? AJ, Dean, Dean uh, AJ, Dean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dean, all, oh all, man, we'll all be at San Jose State, San Diego State tomorrow night. Oh, big game, goodness. dude! You got to get out. State. There's a life know, out dude. there. You got to be able to get out. It, I know. It's just to see, you know. Uh, it was so disgusting in my neighborhood where you'd be walking your dog and people literally would like cross the street. You're like, I still do. I still do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, st I'm still, what are you afraid of? People. Have you been vaccinated? Yeah. But I still, I just, I've never liked getting sick. It's just, and, and then this thing just freaked me out. And I'm like, I, cause, cause I got this, uh, cause I got this liver thing where I can't take cold medicine. So anytime I get sick, I either, I just got to deal with it and there's nothing that makes me feel better. So I'm hated getting sick and this thing just freaked me out man and and yeah well, I, I, I agree. let me you're tell right. you something it's you're right. not gone so yeah I know, but you're, you're looking at like I know, man. you're looking at like three years of your life i Who know knows? i know like I'm, I'm going to vegas next month and you know I'm, I'm getting out there but it's just never comfortable man so congrats on being comfortable at least like that's awesome dude um anything you want to promote dude it's just great to see you and talk to you um, i want to get you back on in a month or two when rick's more you know when he's actually available for a whole show well when we actually um, have games to talk about because like yeah, I, I, even, I mean to come clean i've been in baseball i don't have time for preseason basketball right now i get now i got all the time in the world to watch the uh warriors and the sharks um but you know you can check out what we're doing tomorrow. We're doing a tribute to Ray Fossey. Unfortunately, Ray passed away. Talk was... about that, man, because you you were close to him, and yeah. and he, every Ace fan loved him. I mean, he was one of those guys that just really didn't have, you know, that that audience that just kind of disliked him, right? I mean, he was just universally liked. And yeah, talk about that. I mean, that's a, that's that's he was battling cancer for what sixteen years, right? Sixteen years, yeah. Uh, no, and none of us knew about it, and uh, he stepped away from the broadcast. And then, I mean, it was shocking. It was devastating. Yeah. And um, so we're going to honor him tomorrow. Once again, nice. you go to athletics.com slash A's cast and just hit live. Um, that's where you can listen to the games. You can list the pregame, the postgame, and then all of our different podcasts and all we do. Those are all taped, but A's cast live, my talk show. It's from one in the off season. We do one to four 
and then replay at four to seven for afternoon drive. Oh, we're on nice. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So during the season, we're on before every game, but during the off season, we go Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So tomorrow we're going to do a full on tribute to the great Ray Fossey. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. And I definitely want to tune in for that and congrats. And oh, by the, the way, I yeah. you can get us on the iHeartRadio app. I know. Look at you, man. Clear channel used to be our big enemy. And now you're promoting yourself on the, on the very, the Darth, the, the empire who's renamed themselves iHeartRadio. I still have to teach my students that I'm like, you know, iHeartRadio used to be this vile corporation that was our enemy and they changed their name to iHeartRadio. And suddenly everyone thinks it's cute. <laughs> Uh, sorry, well, man. I, know when, like, I know you're on there. I apologize, but no, I, I, I who knows? We were on TuneIn. But are you just iHeartRadio or are you across all the platforms? Like, are you like an Apple podcast? Can I listen to one of your podcasts there or are you just TuneIn? I mean, not TuneIn. Are you just uh, iHeart? We're on iHeart, but you go to okay. our website, you go to the A's website. That's where you go to athletics.com and go slash A's cast and you can get everything. Perfect. And someday maybe he'll be back on Twitter and you can follow him there at Townsend Radio. Um, are you on Instagram? You got a big following there? I'm on Instagram, but I do nothing. I Not actually get, I, I, you know what I do? I get barbecue and golf tips. <laughs> For people who don't uh, know what Townsend looks like, he's like a handsomer version of Kurt Russell. Uh, dude, congrats, man. Did you look, dude, I know, I, I know, sorry, man. I'm, I, I am a straight hetero male, but you're looking amazing, brother. Congratulations. On I, that, I'm, dude. I'm trying, man. When I, when I realized, <laughs> I, I was just like, oh my God, it's in a couple months and people are asking me, what are we going to do here for your 50th? I went, what? What is that coming up? Mark. I want to, I want to be there for that. Please invite me for that. You forgot, you, you forget to invite me for everything. At least remember to invite me for your 50th. I, I See, that's what I try to tell you earlier, all the stuff I was doing. I have no life. I had no <laughs> life. Like everybody, like the only time, any free time I had, I had to be with my children. I know. Cause I had no free time, but they're Dude, getting they're, older. Hey, how many games, 162 games. How many thing? how many do you think I worked? 162. You, you, you got work ethic, man. I, don't know I did 158. That. Well, what happened to the four? I had to take some time off. <laughs> That's why I take out to go to the beach house and just uh, be with the kids. And yeah, Sandy so Otto. I mean, I, I average. And so think about that. Then if you threw on the Raiders and the Warriors on top of that, there was no guy trips. There was no none of that. I mean, so now this is like my first because COVID doesn't count for a for what happened. Like that was not like hey let's go to vegas or hey let's go you know wherever. <laughs> yeah this is my first since i'm not doing raiders i mean once they went to vegas but after what everything that's going on might have been a good time to get out oh heck um, yeah i mean wait, could you imagine if all those emails get released could you i mean if that was just if we just saw gruden and bruce allen who you and i are very familiar with from all, all the years covering that the, the raiders and and could you imagine what else is in those emails like people are well he, here's, their pants he, right now Here's the thing that's dirty. <laughs> this is what's dirty. Is you can't excuse anything that John Gruden did. None. And it, you cannot believe. But then again, these guys being older and they're sending emails to where we're savvy going. I'm never putting anything in writing. Ever. Digital footprints are permanent, man. No, you're right. And, and like, I don't think I they ever thought about that. And you and I have dealt with Gruden a lot. Like, like when I was working at the Mighty 1090 in San Diego, I, I every every training camp he was there hanging out, and I talked with him. I never heard anything like that out of his mouth. Like, so I, I it, yeah, it I, I did the I did the John Gruden show on television. There, I, there you I, go. I was, I was, and then I'd be on the sidelines with him. I, 
Okay, so check this out. This has, this is what's dirty. <laughs> this is not an investigation of John Gruden. This was an right. investigation of the Washington Redskins, who are now the Washington football team. Right. So they have 650,000 pages of emails, oh right? They have 650,000 pages of emails, and the only thing <laughs> you've released is a couple from John Gruden, oh. who at that time was not an employee of the NFL. No. He was ESPN. So it's like, wait a minute, you're going to throw the, you're going to end up throwing the book. And obviously someone in New York had, they wanted him out. Oh, Goodell, clearly because he was talking shit about him. Like I'm, I'm whether, sure whoever that- it is, they wanted him out, but yet there's still 650,000 emails out there. Dude, I, that's, I want to see that, that they've gone through and, and no one has said anything. And all the shady shit that that team's been doing for how many years? Like, there's got to be. There's, there's a, a lawsuit from. against the Redskins about this, and no one's done anything. Oh, you you want to know why? Because it ain't just the Redskins. And you're uh, going to have to go team to team. What are you going to throw every owner out of the NFL? Oh, God. oh it's scandalous. Oh, they have buried bad. this. They buried it, but they found a couple John Gruden emails. <laughs> Oh my God. Go to athletics.com slash A's live. Is that correct? A's cast. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Athletics.com slash A's cast. Although I'm guessing if you just go to athletics.com, you'll, you'll see a, a link right there for it. Chris Townsend, man, you're a legend. Um, I feel like you are literally the most underrated media personality in the Bay area, just because not enough people know about you. And I don't think enough people have heard you and um, you know, unless you're a baseball fan, you're probably not listening to him that much, but I, I recommend it, man. Again, go to athletics.com slash A's cast, uh, A S C A S T, uh, to catch his show. Dude. Thank you so much, man, for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure. I'm going to bug you in a few months. Uh, once the Warriors get some games in and we'll thoroughly analyze that team and so much more. And I'd love to just talk the shit with you, man. It, it was fun, dude. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Look how life is. I just got a text. The girls need your computer. It just never <laughs> ends. It's just Go high school. Gun. It never ends. It and never buy a gun. Ends. Buy a gun. Just, you know, just, just, all right. <laughs> all right. We'll talk well, soon. Hey, Thanks, I now have time. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe we'll meet up at the pie shop in Walnut Creek. Or tell me where and I'll come meet you for a drink, man. I need oh, to, I need I need to, to get up there. I haven't, this, been, so. I, I haven't been up there in months. So tell I'll, me, I'll, I'll meet you. Well, I'll meet you up there. All right, buddy. Be no, well. No. You too, man. We'll talk soon. See ya. Take care, brother. And that was Chris Townsend, folks, um, who I love dearly. He's an old friend of mine. We used to work together. Uh, on the morning show at KNBR from, I believe it was like 2002 to 2005, somewhere in that window. Um, I was originally Rick Barry's executive producer. And then I remember management had me fill in for the morning show. I didn't realize at the time it was an addition. Um, and they took me off Rick's show and put me on the morning show uh, after that. And and I was I remember being so bummed and being so bitter about that because I loved working with Rick. I loved being his executive producer. I was always a Warriors first guy. Um, but the great thing about uh, switching to mornings at that time was that uh, Townsend and I started to work together. We, we always did work together, but never on the same show. And um, it was three years of just frivolities and, and craziness and, and fun. Um, I don't miss those hours, but I do miss the experience for sure. Anyways, uh, I know we didn't talk Warriors that much in this podcast just because there's so many other things to talk about. Um, and honestly, since our last show that Rick and I did, there really hasn't been much to update you on. Um, the Warriors have one more preseason game before they start the regular season next week. And Rick and I will surely uh, publish a new show 
um, shortly after that to recap the season opener and uh, what to expect from there. And before I go, I wanted to provide this quick update on uh, Clay Thompson. Uh, this is a sham bomb. It always amazes me. And, and Townsend and I just spent you know nearly an hour, a lot of it just talking about local media and media consumption in general. But it, it never ceases to amaze me how our local sports media here in the San Francisco Bay Area just doesn't establish the connections they need um, to break news and to have the information that our audience wants and needs. I mean, Shams is a national media member. Why is he breaking a story on Clay Thompson instead of one of our local media members? Um, and I'm not calling every local media member out. Like, like you know, Rusty Simmons, love you, and, and, and Connell Letourneau, love you. Um, you know, there's a few of you out there that are that do do a legitimate, great job covering the Warriors and covering local media, but it really should be someone locally breaking these kind of stories. Anyways, this is an update on Clay Thompson and when we should expect him to come back and uh, at least come back to practice. Yeah, I'm told Clay Thompson will be cleared for full practice over the next month or so, and from there, it's just going to be about him ramping up and you know him rehabbing, continue to figure out. You know, at what pace do they want to bring him back? And when do they feel comfortable with him back? You know, it's not just going to be he gets cleared for practice after, you know, two major injuries and then just goes into playing. So there will be a ramp up period. I would look somewhere in the December, January range for his return. Uh, but the Warriors will be cautious. They've been doing a lot of data uh, and science and leaning a lot on data and science, I'm told. So I would expect them to continue to do that. But for him to be cleared for full practice over the next month, that is optimistic news. And then you have him back in the lineup. Jordan Poole's playing amazing basketball so far in preseason so there is hope you know for this warrior season anyways thank you so much for listening again you can follow me on twitter at dog surf rocho you can follow the program on twitter um and on on all social media platforms at warriors 24 pod you can follow rick barry and all of his social media platforms at rick 24 barry sincerest thanks to rick for for coming on um yeah, and until the next time take care Shit, if this gonna be that kind of party i'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potatoes <laughs> Presented by Bet Online. I don't care easy. Don't fall apart when I'm under the gun. You can break my heart and I ain't gonna run. I don't scare easy for no one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.